It's the Dose of Fat Podcast for September 2019. This is show 149. Filling in for Leah Rollins is the sleek and powerful Dr. Patty Glines Kotecki. Thank you for having me. Uh, we welcome back the host of the Burning Bike Podcast and close personal friend of Aaron Sovereign, the Spinner Ryerson. <laughs> That's Sov's cousin, Aaron. That's, yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Aaron Sovereign. I call that next time. Uh, and you may remember him from his role as Pops Racer in the ultra-violent cartoon Speed Racer, the founder of Fat Bike Radio, Tio Gomez. Bienvenidos, amigos. It's my pleasure to introduce the chief sorcerer at Revolution Cycles in Madison, Wisconsin, the one and only Jeff Fitzgerald. Welcome. And, and uh, my name is Jeff Fitzgerald, exactly. <laughs> I, I think there must be something in the uh, atmosphere here because I'm having, uh, I had a pronunciation uh, anomaly there, too. Oh. Hmm. Well, yeah, that goes with reading scripts. <laughs> this whole thing is scripted. Yeah. The entire opinion, all the opinions are Gomez's. They're just coming out of our mouths. That's how this works. This is, I didn't know I felt that way. It's my power trip. <laughs> yeah. Talk like a dog for me. <laughs> I'm just curious what stories you know about me and Moab, Motab, or, or my my story about Motab. I thought it was Moab. I actually just deleted the T there. So I, I. <laughs> You know, I, I've I've heard the songs, the, the I've read the poetry. Okay. Uh, I have I, I know people. Okay. <laughs> have you motabbed? Never. I've never, never motabbed either. We started a new one: construction course races. Is that getting harder because construction projects are finishing finally around uh, Madison? There's still plenty to use, anyway. but uh, we're at uh, race number two. Ah, uh-huh. and just really quick, it's a monthly time trial in an abandoned building. Yes. And yep. Whoever wins when the music finishes or something. Last Sunday of the month is twenty four Motab, and uh, yeah, the building is not yet totally demolished, so it's still on Milwaukee Street by Woodman's. Okay. So you can get a good deal on uh, dill pickle chips. You can. Great. <laughs> and ride your bike around in the, in a circle for twenty four minutes. Yes. And see what the the thing While that being I know. Serenaded by music. It's pretty amazing. And Roman candles and and bottle rockets and uh, modern uh, modern sculpture being made. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it. Yep, last so Sunday of the month. The thing, the seven p.m., six thirty, seven p.m. The thing that, that that I know is that you either have never won, or there was a great drought of time, many many battles fought. The, I'm the, not dead yet. Y- yep. The, well, the truth is, individually, I've never won um, a 24 Motab in 15 years. What does a Motab stand for? Uh, <laughs> 24 minutes of the abandoned building. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. I totally get it now. I never asked. <laughs> yeah. I always, Gomez is doing the math. Yeah. <laughs> I I was trying to figure it out, but I give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a we had one um, 
four-person team race, and we raced it on 16-inch bikes. And so we divided up the amount of people into teams, and then we had oh, four yeah. bikes. And uh, I have the trophy for that. Yes. Oh, so awesome. Is it, it in we, here? Yeah, it is. It's a shot glass over there on the shelf over there in the, by all of our books. We do have books. We Some, some of my employees know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> so does... Dijon still make trophies for Motan? Sadly, no. Uh, Colin Eller is the the leader, ringleader, putting the music together and mm-hmm. creating the trophies. So, so but does Colin's, he have a, does Colin's he, got a different style, but his trophies are pretty compatible. Does so. he have a title? Is he like Imperial Wizard of the Twenty Four Hours of Motab? That would be that would be weird because uh, that's. <laughs> We're gonna have to edit that one out. Yeah, yeah. Oh my no, God. and no one has uh, has taken on any significant leadership, um, and and any nor decreed leader or supreme, you know, ultimate champion or anything like that. So, all right. So, all right. I don't know what <laughs> I, I don't know what to I don't know what to to call him then. Uh, just Colin, probably. Yeah, we Colin. always called him Crazy Colin. Because for a while there, we had a whole litany of Collins, and he was the craziest. Yeah, he really was. I've heard about his uncle's hot rod he brought up to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. That was a time period. Talk about things that should be legendary on this this discussion Uh, tonight is talking about Gnome Fest. No No kidding. So you just did the – it was just the intergalactic Surly Day. Yep. Surly's 21st birthday. They had their first drink. And you, you had some sort of a shindig here at, at your finest house. Yeah, well, one of the things that I was really hoping for when the 10-day forecast reported of 10 days of solid, amazing weather and then two days of extreme torrential downpour on both Saturday and Sunday and then including Friday and Thursday was, um, you know, really wanted to do something outside of the shop. So we ended up making the best of it and we had people come from out of town, some Milwaukee people, mm-hmm. even those those people out of town over Middleton. So we had some West Side <laughs> people come nice. over. Um, but, you know, we just sat around and all shared stories of cycling and so it was overall a really fantastic event. I, I Like I said, I just kind of wanted to get out of the shop and so we did we went out back and we sat on spinner's bench that he made me years ago which is fantastic and it's still you know, up there it didn't yeah no it hasn't rotted away it does need to be coated i have thought of that so you're gonna paint that thing for the last like six years yeah, I got time. It's, it's a <laughs> good got, time. You, you know? got time. You got time. One of the things it. I've got is a lot of time. Um, but we sat outside in the drizzle, and the tree protected us from all the rain, and so it was quite quite fine. We drank some twelve uh, year old uh, scotch and and ten year old scotch, and ordered a thirty inch pizza and killed oh, a killed so a couple of cases of beer. Where'd you get that? Rossi's in Monona sells a, the only one that that makes a thirty inch pizza around here. Oh, I saw pictures that look so awesome. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah. yeah, were you Snapchatting before while while Jeff was was singing his song? No, I was looking up stuff to talk about in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to have a computer in front it's of me, so crack I can research staff, so I can spew facts it's, once uh, in a while. <laughs> yeah, so the intergalactic day was was successful, and the night before we took a small group of friends and went out and went to the campgrounds and and got to at least camp on Friday night together with a small group, and that was really quite fun. I think we got to Lake Mills after five hours of riding, so it was a very successful 27-mile ride. We're kind of equal distance from that camp from that campground. 
I live oh. just on the east side. I live 10 miles east of that campground. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, I love that place. Yeah, it's really magical. The oaks are just outstanding. It's super beautiful. Do you, do you always go to site number six? Yes. Yeah, we, we do our best to reserve it. This year we had to. Someone was. <laughs> That's kind of, yes. kind of crazy. All my friends yeah. go there and camp, and all of us have always only ever gone to site number six. Yeah, this someone had reserved five, so I got six, seven, and eight um, for Saturday night, but we were going to group so and have you would everything. Have, yeah, get away from that camp number five. So. Oh, so you would have site number six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's my theory of why all my friends choose that site is because we're all marked by the devil sheep. It's in, my, it's in my phone number, I guess. So, just kidding. Uh, and then, and then Thursday night we did bowling with Aaron from Surly. So we had a, a really great bowlathon on Thursday. So, I just heard from Aaron today. We traded some emails. Nice. He's coming to our November second event, which we'll talk that's, about later. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's dropping you. He's dropping me. He's dropping the single he's speed USA. Oh. For some reason, he can't go to Austin. So. He's going to the beach funduro. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. Oh. You lick your wounds over we there. Arm wrestle for him. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I'll take pictures of that. Yeah, dude. We now wow. now yeah. Spinner weighs more than me. I do. Yeah. Well, you weigh less than Spinner. That's yeah. a, uh, Don't act like I gained weight. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You've lost weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. However you want to say it. <laughs> we're, we're still in the same way. He does. He does. He looks. He's got to buy all new. His spandex doesn't even fit. He's got to buy new spandex. I have to buy new spandex. I always said. How that much weight do you have to lose that your spandex doesn't? Fit? I think about wow. fifty pounds <laughs> was when I was like, oh, these aren't working. <laughs> but they probably look better on you now that they're a little baggy, right? Yeah. Well, I never actually wear it on the outside of anything. Uh, I always wear the courtesy shorts. Yet, <laughs> it's coming. Well, he's close enough. Did you see that? What was that movie when, when, it, when Eddie Murphy lost all the weight and then he was wearing spandex? He's in the mirror. I can see you doing that. Coming into the bike shop. Do you have a dressing room and a mirror? Because I need to try this out. <laughs> no? Never happened. Okay. No, uh, just pips. that's like so, so dead on. No. <laughs> I, I guess I better find a Revolution Cycles cyclocross skin suit to hey, put you in yes. for this, this uh, meeting. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah, buddy. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. So, uh, weren't you going to talk about something you had mentioned when we were, when we were, when we were, uh, yeah. So when you I, were- I missed the word, well, you know, Motab has got a T in it and Moab doesn't. And, uh, I, I had this had a pretty fun and, and, uh, you know, nice experience out in Moab. I was actually snowed on at night. Uh, we camped nice. at a 4,000 elevation or state, uh, dead horse state park. And it was at 4,000 feet, and Moab is at 2,000 feet, mm-hmm. and it snowed on us. Oh, so cool. it snowed mm. uh, nearly six inches and turned the tent into an igloo, igloo. So the night before was probably 40 mile an hour winds, and wondering if we were going to still be on this plateau by uh-huh. morning, and then woke up to not being cold anymore and not you know worried about the wind and realizing that it was encapsulated in snow. <laughs> then you... Drove down to Moab, and it was back to 75 degrees and sunny. It was really quite a remarkable experience. Awesome. That's cool. When was that? Recently? Mm, eight, eight years ago, uh, I'd say. Oh, okay. okay. So. I did something similar 
two years ago, we stayed in a cabin at the top of Whole Enchilada. Yep, yep. And it was snowy up there, and we I, rode into town, a four-hour descent. It was incredible. I think the weather has that kind of dynamic range there, for sure. Yeah. So it didn't, no one seemed weirded out by it, except for us, you know, 75 and, you know, six inches of snow and a half an hour time change or something. Right. just like, duh, what? Yeah, that's cool. It's cool. Western AF. That's what you call that. Western. Yes, you do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think that I think that you should you should uh, tell the folks about the shop a bit. Sure. You know the the really the, one of the remarkable things is I forget how fast time flies, and uh, I just kind of like to say it's exciting. You know, turning in my twentieth year, and, you wow. know, we start up the twenty first wow, year in twenty twenty. Awesome. So I'm pretty excited about that endeavor. Um, and the revolution has gone through many evolutions. And so here we are, you know, doing really well with Surly and All City as our, our bike lines and um, just starting to evolve into uh, selling lots of road bikes. So, you know, it, we used to be known as the Fat Bike Store. And um, now that Wisconsin, or well, I should say that our southern Wisconsin winters are a bust, that, uh, you know, Fat Bikes have dwindled, but our summer, you know, gravel or, you know, kind of on all, all, all road right. uh, market of road bikes has really grown. And it's been, been very exciting and fun to watch. And then recently we're starting to experience a lot more commuting traffic with e-bikes. And now we've got the foibles and follies of trying to figure out how to service <laughs> e-bikes, including we need a hydraulic stand. We, oh, yeah. we just they're they're a bear to pick up and 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 mm. set down mm-hmm. and eventually it's it's going to cost uh, you know cause someone some problems sure there, so oh, that's but, uh, interesting yeah it's 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 been you know it's been a really really fast like the, I would have thought e bikes would have taken a little bit longer to catch on and now I would probably say that either the conversation about them or a phone call or just the frequency is, you know, more than one in five. And I feel like it's getting down to one in three pretty soon here. So I was just out on the Washington coast and the only bike shop in town was an e-bike and e-scooter shop that rented no pedal throttle pushing big yellow fat bikes that people were out on the beach and riding around, zipping around on, uh, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the wave of the future. You know, here we were pedaling our, our bikes around. Do you think we had a big conversation on this on my last podcast? Um, is it cyclists switching e-bikes or is it somebody who's never rode before coming in and buying, starting out an e-bike? The the conversation that mostly we're having are definitely new cyclists getting involved. Yeah, they're just, they're, they, they, or they, you know, they have experience bicycling, but never really bicycle commuting. So it's, I think the explosion is in the community market and just transportation market. Um, but cyclists are switching over. There's a lot of physicality, just aging cyclists who have limited range, and so they're going over to e-bikes as well. And um, our customer base, it's still, it's not as you know, it's definitely not that high of a number. There's not one. In th- we're not selling e-bikes yet. We haven't sold a single one. Oh, really? I, yeah, it's Do you have sad. them on the floor? We we just sent it back to uh, QBP today. So mm-hmm. they just took it away. We had it for about six months, and I'm the only one who used it. And I went home to recover our cats. So that was how I needed to do a short errand quickly. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's uh, the big easy would be something that would be a good fit for us. Um, but you know, we're just still. We're still kind of waiting for that that 
you know, if there's anything else. And I, I don't know if there's a really a fit down the line with Q and steel e-bikes is kind of silly thing to try and market or like we're into steel e-bikes. Mm-hmm. Nah, mm-hmm. I don't think that's a, that's a market. Right. <laughs> what should so, they be? I don't know. I have no idea. Aluminum? They're Carbon? all. What are you I about? think they're all aluminum. I don't know. Like uh, it's just not for me. It's like I'm this, I'm still trying to wrap my hands. You know, wrap my hands and hands around what I would like to do. I just mostly just want to make certain that they're included and they just feel like they can come in here and get serviced because it's a business and be a sad shame to ask people to go away because they have an e-bike. But I mean, you like money? Money, yeah. And, and people would pay money Good. for those bikes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's mostly just servicing them and it's pretty complex. We've already had a couple, just even the simple flat tires can take an hour. And, you know, that's that's something you, it's really hard to predict. Yeah. They walk in and you're like, okay, this is going to be heavy to put in a stand, but an hour to unbolt the wheel and all the apparatus around it. like yeah. Oh, and the motor? And <laughs> yeah, oh, just wow. everything. Yeah, you're just a like... A bike mechanic <laughs> and an electrician. You're yep, going to have to yeah. be all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but you, yeah, the, 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 you know, so it's not necessarily going to be a focus change for the shop. I mean, I think really just the... the, the we're, it's really exciting selling nicer and nicer bikes. So they're just like people are really interested in buying their kind of fancy bikes and just really like to get into cycling. So I, I'm that's still really inspiring for me. So cool. And I like how you said it's a difference. I haven't heard it said that way before, where it's not like entertainment or recreation, it's transportation and commuting. Yeah. Which I don't know why, but I became a big defender of e-bikes in my last last podcast, which I did not expect to do. But it's like I see the market for it, and I yeah. see that it's coming. But. Well, the young lady that was really, really against the e-bikes had never ridden one, so and she had drank a lot, and she drank a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> wow, you know, yeah, they're actually really, really fun. I just don't mm-hmm. want one because I would just use it poorly i think yeah. just use it for yeah. everything and I, I like biking and uh-huh. i can still bike and it's you know it's it's a good it's good for my health and my mind so i test rode one at the wolfman a couple of years ago their yeah. um, e-mountain bikes are really fun they are fun yeah yeah but i think most people are scared of if you were racing and the wolfman and somebody passed you on an e-bike how would you feel i would be pissed yes <laughs> so that's, i would be very pissed. <laughs> that's yeah. where i mean it, it just comes. it needs to be its own category like yeah. fat bikes or super Clydesdales yeah. yeah. or something if it was his own category then i don't care i had somebody ask me if they could race them in this in the blockhouse race coming up and what was your answer? I did not respond. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, it, no. You just you have, have an e-bike no. category? No, we have a D-bike category. Yeah. Right. For, you you uh, can ride your dog. Right. <laughs> ride with You can do dog. bike joring. What, what do you call it? Is that bike joring? When the dog yeah. pulls you? Yeah, That's yeah. what that would be called. Bike joring? They actually have oh. some events in Wisconsin for bike joring. Well, it's on, yeah, it's on a bicycle. A skis, dog like ski joring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And Gomez has bears for dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess you're down to one. But uh, he would... He'd be a bike drawer. Didn't he pull you before? I thought I saw a video. My dog is so precious. I don't think. I think I would probably be pulling. Cowboy. <laughs> 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 he he actually rides in the UTV. He's got goggles now. I saw that. We, oh, we I a, saw that we picture. New, we have a new harness for him. I made. I made. I cut up a cardboard box so he has like a platform to sit on. Now he looks pretty good. In that yeah. Thing. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nice. Cool. So that's Revolution Cycles in Madison, Wisconsin. Thank and you. Did you win uh, Best Bike Shop in Madison a couple times? Yeah. Three years in a row now. Yeah. Did you win oh, it this year? Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, we did. Congratulations. We got it this year. Yeah, that's best, great. Best Bike Repair Shop and Best Bicycle Shop. And Memphis. that is in a very 
high end. That's like that's a, a city a where there here. are a lot of shops that have yeah. been here yeah. a long Absolutely. time. So congratulations. Thank I you. On that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So let's take a little break. And when we come back, we have Patty Glines Kotecki who's going to talk about grommets. OPK, other people's kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I heard you need a fat bike. Come to Zion Cyclery in Zion, Illinois. We have all brands. Trek, Borealis, Salsa, Felt, Surly, and more. Yeah, we have all the cold weather gears by 45 North and Bontrager. Keep those fingers and toes nice and toasty. We fix bikes also. So you have any problem? Brakes, gears, suspension. We have the best mechanics in town. So yeah, visit us at ZionCycle.com. You're tuned to Fat Bike Fat Radio. Hey, we're back, and Jeff remembered something he wanted to talk about. He's uh, he talked to a cat that has a tall bike, front loading uh, cargo bike with an eighty pound Rottweiler, and he's traveling the country. So, tell us about it, Jeff. Yeah. So the other day, um, Chase was coming through from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he had this this big apparatus and i've seen tall bike touring bikes before but i've never seen someone and i said rottweiler i realize i think it's a pit bull or of one sort of variation but definitely a big round one probably 80 plus pounds (laughs) super sweet and cute and uh he had the tall bike just padded up for the dog and i asked him if the dog ever moved enough to to change his handling he said once he did but you know the majority of times he really was so well behaved he just sat there still and then I told him about the Mississippi Hills and what he was up against, and then I re- was reminded that he just came from Western Pennsylvania. So, so I would have asked, like, do you need a bike lock, or do you just... <laughs> he had a stick stand. Yeah? He did. Yep, a big a stick. A stick stand. So in the image, if you look into it closely, you'll see that his bike is propped up against a straight stick with a little Y at the top and like he just a, leans his bike onto the Y. Like an old man crutch? Yeah, basically just an old man crutch and it just like this, you know, what looks like you'd put in your armpit and he just <laughs> leaned the bike up against that and, you know, said he said hi to us and talked to us and bought him some coffee and he told me a little story and he said he kind of wanted a better mirror. His convex mirror made cars look farther away than closer and <laughs> he kind of didn't enjoy that very much when the wow. cars were yeah. a lot closer. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll have a picture in the show notes of, of his rig, and uh, maybe we'll have a link to something that, uh, if he's doing a blog or whatever. Sounds good. All right. And now, patiently waiting, <laughs> is Patty Klein's Kotaki. I was expecting just to co-host. I didn't know I had to do really? a lot of talking, too. But well, I'm, I, I'll I talk just all have, day long. I just, <laughs> have, I just have the question about, like, you're coaching little kids yeah. in mountain biking. Yeah. And what 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 if what if the little groms of tomorrow what what did they taught you? Well, I got to tell you, I was not sure it was an experience I would enjoy. I don't have my own kids and <laughs> I don't have a lot of patience. So two strikes against me. <laughs> how, um, old, how old are these? What's the age range? It's uh, it was out of Blackhawk, so it's 5 to 12. Ooh, five oh, to that's, a big, that's range. a big range. Yeah, it is a big range. We break them up into three different, you know, like beginner, intermediate, advanced. And 
I had the time of my life. It was the highlight of my week, actually. Did they really? teach you any new slang or swears? Um, I didn't learn any new swears. I'm certain that I taught them some. <laughs> and I ended up getting kids. I was like, am I going too fast? And they're like, no, go faster. So I was able to actually get quite a bit of writing in for myself nice. because I got the intermediate and advanced group. So it was really, really fun. Our last class, we had like graduation where kids went up a level and I did have a kid barrel down one of the ski hills without brakes and he did fly off his bike and get a concussion. Yeah, but he was such a badass. Did he have a helmet on? Yes, he had a helmet. Oh, of course. They all have to wear helmets. But it does talk about, I mean, it was a really great... Really kind of great experience for me, like sucky at the same time, but great because I've never had to deal with anything that high stress before. And I was able to get him up the mountain. I actually carried his bike up and pushed my bike up. And um, we got him up. We got him safe. And um, But then also just the importance of making sure your gear works is so important. And it's not something we think about as an adult because it's like, oh, my, my brakes aren't working. I need to go into the shop. Kids don't. Kid, in my experience, these kids are like, we just want to bomb this hill and not really thinking about that. So mm. that was a lesson for me. Nice. Yeah. On the e-bikes piece, I've had three different use cases I've run into this year where originally I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about these on dirt. And it's completely changed my mind. One was an older gentleman out at the kettle who lost the ability to ride with his friends and now he can one was a woman who never rode before and can now keep up with her husband and that was just on the military ridge trail and one was a father who had an autoimmune disease so was pretty weak and he was in southern indiana doing brown county with his family Uh and that is not for beginners right there's a lot of climbing down there and he was rocking it and so it completely changed my mind on e-bikes they're, and they're fun. I think those are some of the use cases I used the last time. Like, they, what about this scenario? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they definitely have a time and place. Yeah. Um, In- increased accessibility, increased, you know, for people who have limited mobility is a huge, huge thing that I think is very great. And, absolutely. I do, and, too. And as a, you know, a shop, we do so much support to transportation and commuters. My, my, my foible with this morning's e-bike was... This woman's commuting 15 miles. She didn't know if uh, each way, and didn't know if she would stick into it, and she has been doing it for four months. And mm-hmm. only thing she could say is, "I'm saving 80 bucks, you know, every two weeks in gas." And I'm like, right. "You're saving so much more money than that. Right. You're getting, you know, healthier and happier." So mm-hmm. they they do. They have a lot of, of good good aspects. I think the infrastructure is really the next step, and we need to, you know, as a as cyclist voice that we want them, but we need to really think about them and their use, and I don't think we should throw them on the roads. I don't think someone who's just getting into cycling and can go 20 miles an hour would do very well next to parked cars. <laughs> no. I think right. that's a scary statement when someone says, get them on the roads. It's like, no, it's, it's an infrastructure thing. We need to build better infrastructure for cycling and electric bikes and you know, just separate the pedestrians and everyone else. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see you are certified right behind Patty. Yeah, head. you just noticed that. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> when, when we when we got done with the certification, they asked us about, uh, or sorry, we asked them about working on the the motors and the engines, and they said, "Don't do it. Just send it to us." Mm. We're like, "Well, they're going to wear out," and they said, "Don't do it." <laughs> mm. I'm getting a little buzz. Are you guys getting it? I am. Oh, Is yeah. I guess I was too. I mm. didn't know anymore. 
I, I don't, is it better? For me, it was. Yeah, I don't hear it. Don't worry about it, because there's a lot of filtering that goes on to the... Uh, there's a lot of uh, noise reduction built into the board here. Noise. So it's, it's probably the furnace is what we're hearing. Oh, or, or uh, the cooler probably is giving yeah. feedback. Sorry. But you probably cool. won't hear it in the, in the recording. But if folks at home, if you hear that, sorry. <laughs> in, in Patty, I just haven't been exposed to mountain bike e-bikes yet Other than one of our rev riders for our Thursday night ride brings one And he shuts his motor off every time he comes riding with us uh-huh. It's pretty adorable And then he turns it on and rides home And it's just to watch him just zip away You're just like, oh it's man It's gotta be like a medicine ball <laughs> When he's riding with you Yep, yep. Wow. And the thing about that you haven't mentioned that no one has mentioned yet is carless lifestyle for e-bikes. If you if you commute and you need to get 20 pounds of dog food, you know, an e-bike is a real tool for that that then after you do all that and you can take the kids out to the single track and ride your twisties on your 29er, <laughs> you know, and have the so that's the and that comes straight from uh, an interview I did with people for bikes. That's that's need, yep. That's the way this young lady explained her life. You know, she lives on the bicycle and tries not to use her car. And that's that's really in in a place like Madison. That's something that isn't far fetched. For you don't folks. have a car, do you? Nope. You don't have one. No. Nope. There you go. There's quite a few people that don't have one here. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of people. Most of my customers sell one of their cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's mostly family. Like people who have kids, they seem to always have to have a car. Just something. It's like we just need one car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, it's the spinner uh, time to talk. I have, I have a couple of probing questions for you. Oh boy! Uh, Did you bring lube? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bike shop. We have plenty of lube. Oh yeah, good to go. Totally. How does it feel to be a podcasting superstar? <laughs> uh, it's fun. I mean, the, <laughs> the first couple, I did not expect the reactions I got out of the last one. We had um, disagreements about people's uh, derbying uh, technique. <laughs> somebody talked shit about somebody else, and then the other one, like, there was some, and you're indulging. Drama. You're you're indulging this this drama by by then uh, pro- making like a progressive argument out of your show. Oh yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> You've heard of and progressive I dinners? A, I got a uh, a voicemail of somebody defending e-bikes. <laughs> really? Really? <Yeah. laughs> nice. So a guy in Utah. He's like, this is what I ride. I ride this bike and single speed and this, and then and I use an e-bike for this. And like, okay, yeah, I'll have I'll have that play in the next one. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty neat. Um, I have more to do. Yeah, it's I, amazing how the people do listen. Yeah. And, and always, we always joke, our four listeners from Wisconsin, and I got an angry voicemail from Utah. Well, he wasn't angry, but like he definitely had a point to defend. So I'll have him on. Are so, you guys actually around a fire? Um, the first, the, the first, first one, one we were. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one we were outside mm-hmm. in the middle of Austin, Texas. Awesome. In, the next one will probably be outside. The one last week... Was supposed to be in a fire in Dubuque with the single speed champion from Michigan, um, but I'm going to have the single speed champion from uh, Pennsylvania on the defending men's champion, and then the three time women's champion from Minnesota is going to be on too. Mm-hmm. Cool, so, yeah. 
So sometimes I'll probably talk to a non-single speeder, but it's and been a lot of single speeds thus far. <laughs> next weekend is the blockhouse roll. It is. And you're talking about the kids' age range, mm-hmm. and I have a kids' race, and I had a really hard time. Like, what is the age range of a kids' race? Because I don't have kids either, and I don't. All my friends have kids, and I don't see those friends anymore, so I don't know what their kids are doing. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of way it works. And I think I did something like up to twelve, and then a junior's thirteen to eighteen. Mm-hmm. But I think can that's I right. come? Can I come race the Strider race? You can do the Strider race. Nice. Have you been watching the Japanese strider races? Like I haven't, but now I'm going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know how you can go to adult adult striders. No kids. They oh, just okay. they, they let the kids go, and a, a, you know it's like a kidney bean race course, and it was faster than I could imagine. And it's really? crazy wow. the way they they. Yep. Balance their abdomen on that seat and just become this like, like a windmill of ostrich racing or something. Like. And, and controlled, like not everyone's crashing. It's not just you know a pile up. It's like actually keeping space and like figuring out how to you know change your position. So we'll have a YouTube link in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Crazy Japanese strider wow. racing. We awesome. should try that. Fatbike.com strider race. Yeah. Take Maybe your pedals off your fat bike, and then you have to strut it. Oh yeah, just take yeah, mm-hmm. take the oh yeah bottom bracket completely. Oh out. my god, you could, everyone could remove their cranks, two bolts. Yeah. So, is there still room at the blockhouse roll if uh, if uh, some young enterprising <laughs> racer wants to race with their dog, or there is, yeah. race you personally, or I will probably depending on how many people show up, I'll probably do the dog time yeah. trial. Nice. The trail your dog dogs time are pretty trial. fast. Um, Vivian is. Yeah. Holly gets into the, the treats They're both a lot. notorious <laughs> shortcutters. <laughs> yeah, they, Squirrels. uh, it's amazing. I w- rode at Levis the last time and Holly, whenever there's a loop and whenever you come back on a trail, she somehow knows where the next trail is <laughs> yeah, and she cuts she, through she, she, she's and like, right, I'll be howling for her and then she'll come like from front in front of me down the trail. I've been waiting for oh you. My come gosh. on, man. Yeah. yeah. No, she's really good Confused at that. Confused at why you didn't take that shortcut. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why did you <laughs> ride all the way down to that end? What are you doing there? Spinner's yeah. so slow, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I know. It's a uh, well, single speed thing. But, um... Yeah, the Blockhouse Roll, um, if you haven't heard of it, it's one of the oldest grassroots races in the Midwest. This is, we're between like 20 and 25, I don't know exactly how many, but the other one that I know of has been running longer, or maybe the same time as the Decora Time Trials, and this is grassroots, hand-built, single track, so it's not the machine-built, flowy stuff that you get a lot of places now. It's almost like you're riding a cow path. (laughs) So the classic single track, uh, very skinny. Um, Trying to think what else to say. There's some burly burly shoots and downhills on that course. It's in the Driftless Valley, so the Driftless region, the Mississippi River Valley, especially now with the um, uh, rain that we've been having. Mm, There's a mm -hmm. lot of, the terrain has changed. There's a lot of rock. There's a lot of... Man, it's going to be a different race course. There's probably going to be some puddle jumping. Um, I did some different categories this year. I tried to do a lot of different things. Like I said, the kids race. I think I said uh, up to 12 and then 13 to 17 was juniors. But if that age range wants to race in the pro, mm-hmm. there's a three-lap, two-lap, one-lap. And then once all those races are done, we're going to try for the first time ever a time trial, trail dog time trial where you race through trail dog. 
I thought you've already done one of those. I did a enduro, like a local little oh, okay. thing, but yeah. this is going to be actual race. Yeah, so awesome. We'll see how that goes. That's cool. dogs from across the country. Yeah, <sighs> right. There's some fast dogs. I mean, trail dogs are a thing everywhere. Yeah, um, and I've never seen one. I, I assume somebody has had a trail dog race somewhere, but I've never heard of it. And, There's uh, dog joring competitions in in Wisconsin, both pulling a bike, pulling carts. Yeah, but what? Just riding. You ride your bike and you finish with your dog. That's what I was going to ask you. So that's how. It's, so the dog isn't just starting and running the trail, which would be right. quite remarkable. Like really. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, when I try to do. the dog and then the bike rider goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Uh, so I'm doing a time trial format, so it's not a herd of dogs going at once. You know, not a mass mm-hmm. start. So, um, and I think we're going to start that later in the day after all the other races are done. So, um, we'll see how it works. Um, I'm optimistic, and yeah, we don't have a whole lot signed up right now, but we'll see what happens Saturday. Hopefully, the the weather has cleared up. It was supposed to be rainy, and it looks like it's gonna be a sunny day on Saturday. Yeah, Great. yeah, it changed. Yeah, yeah, it just rain on Friday. So, and that's what they say. Every other, I don't know, in the next <laughs> five days after, right? Oh. Yeah, next week oh. looks bad. It's November, been, you know. Well, October 1st, right? <laughs> I am hoping. I'm already switching to November. This rain turns into snow and we get feet of snow. Me <laughs> too. Yeah. Far, the Farmer's Almanac picture was uh, two fat bikers in just a glorious, you know, surrounded by this blizzard of snowstorm. Oh. And it was just like, that's the, that'll be the day. That'll, oh, be, nice. God, that'll be wonderful. I, I just heard La Nina. It's not an El Nino year. It's going to be a La Nina year, which means... More snow for us. It's like a regular snowy winter. Back Ooh. to, you know, good stuff. Great. And that'll be good for, you're going to get the fat bikes back in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Ice cream truck, truck is back in stock, and we bought one for people to try out and see. So In sparkly pink, man. Sparkly Ooh. pink. Really, actually, really nice pink. Yep. I was so it's close like to pulling pink. a trigger on that. Mm. Yeah. One bad. Do it. Do it. I know a guy. You know, but well, should we talk about Aaron you know, and how he's doing you know what it? What? I <laughs> Ten beers just got out of rehab. Yeah, I saw that. You know, he got a little tear on his meniscus and had to go get repaired. But I'm telling you, that frame came back. You broke repaired. your car you, you broke your carbon bike. Right. That's it, who ten beers is. Ten right. bear, is he ten bears now? Ten beers. Could okay. be Still ten beers, the same bike, but literally <laughs> that that repair it was a tiny little tear on the where the seat stay and the chain stay meet the dropout. Uh-huh. So, how long have you had that bike? Two years. Oh, that's it. Yep. I thought you had him longer than that. Nope. So one two years one broken carbon issue in two years. Right. But the the it has a really pretty happy ending, I think, and a lot of people. Shun carbon because it's fragile, and it can break. Case in point, this one cracked. But the happy ending is it came back, repaired, and it looks good as new. You know, under the warranty, they they offered to give me a new frame. He said, but I, this is such a, they only made like four of these all black ones, right? Uh, uh, so he's such a rare frame. He's like, I'll repair it, and I know I can I can sell this. People really <laughs> like this all black frame. Uh, so, you know, I said, I'll take the repair. Uh, that for me shows that carbon bikes are not a pariah 
you know, that there is a happy ending. Everybody's always like, well, a steel frame or a die frame can be repaired. Well, so can a carbon one. I have three steel bikes that are not repaired. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have a titanium one that cracked it. Yeah, nobody wanted to touch that one either. But Oh, I have a carbon bike that I also repaired. See? You yeah. did? Yeah, totally. I cracked the frame out at Quarry Ridge. Did they warranty it or send it up to Cyclocarbon, Mm-mm. Drew? Mm-mm. No. I actually Got had, to, what's it? a guy, uh, Godspeed Andrews did it. Godspeed yeah. Andrews. Mm-hmm. I haven't even yep. heard of that guy. Yep. Is he local? Yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. And we've and he had used a, to work a truck, I think. He yeah. did a wonderful job. You can't even see where 20, it happened. 24 years he worked a truck. Wow. We've had uh, the Carbon Doctor on the show. So we've had, uh, there's... I think it's going to be a, an industry. Mm. Kids out there, start learning how to repair carbon fiber. <laughs> if I ever ride my carbon bike, I will go oh, see yeah. if I break it and fix How's it. How's that Bear Grease treating you? It's in the same spot as this. <laughs> <laughs> I took it to the Berkey and I hung it up and it's still sitting there. <laughs> so, Jeff, here's an interesting question. Let me, let's say you're Spinner and yep. you rode the Berkey and you said, I'm through with this race, whatnot. You scrape your kit off, you sling it to the wind, you hang the bike on a hook, and then next fall you're like, you know what? I think I can beat Leia in the Berkey again. This is this is a great question, actually, because um, uh, we're sitting next to a Surly Pugsley that we just burned the seat post out of. So, oh wow, uh, yeah. So we we, we as a shop are, are yeah, basically is we we as a shop are still trying to figure out how to articulate the importance of don't put your winter bike away wet. And fat bikes are winter bikes for most of us in this area. And that we're trying to figure out what we can do to really support consumers and, 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 you know, like how can they do this and have a list of what they should do. And so it's mostly rinse the bike off right away. So in the springtime, your bike should definitely not get pressure washed, but should get washed right away to get any salt away from corroding. Because when you remember that August is coming and then August kind of triggers you to the winter months, that you should go get your bike tuned up, that you don't bring us something that you haven't touched since, you know, or hasn't been repaired since the previous August. Um, you know, really, yeah. The, yeah. Do you have like, in a lot of times in the spring, people bring in their road bikes because it's been sitting since winter. Do you have the same thing with fat bikes in the fall as soon as like snow flies? We, bring we in do, their, yeah. We really bike. do get the winter bikes in about um, August. It's almost always August that people start bringing in their winter bikes huh. and they're like, can we see this in May, please? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, let us work on it as slowly <laughs> as we can, but like, don't wait four more months. So. They rode it hard, put it they, away wet. They, re- they really did. <laughs> Literally, yeah, literally, yeah, and and it's um, you know, for us, it's a lot of the salt brine, like that they're putting on the roads and that stuff. When it gets uh, into the wet components of the trails and streets, it's spinning that onto all your bike that just corrodes everything excessively. And uh, hmm. for the folks out there that run the Bluto or the Mastodon, that's you know that that really the shocks, the front shock that know, really needs to be looked out every year, you, right? Yeah, we 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 don't have a lot of customers who run them in the winter time because there's still a lot of um, lag in the suspension working very well when it gets cold. So mm-hmm. you know we have really cold weather, so most people put back on their rigid fork for the winter. Hmm. But yeah, any yeah, I would I would I would almost you know support and say don't ride your suspension fork in the winter because it's not performing very well. And two, if you are riding anywhere near those salt conditions or corrosive conditions, you're just going to ruin your 
expensive fork. So and snow does smooth things out. It really does. You know, it really yeah. takes mm-hmm. all of those little bumps out. Really does. Mm. Yeah, I, and so does four psi and seven psi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? Did you blowtorch it and hammer on it? Yeah, it's uh, it's. I never do it. I send it to a friend, and he just sits there and wears you know respiration equipment and just uses map gas and it's. It's it's you know it's like a little bit light, lower temperature than brazing and just sits there with the bike upside down and bl- blasts it out until the aluminum melts. Oh, he melted it out. Melts it out. You yeah. didn't expand the seat tube. No, no. And this one had an imperfection in the in the tubing. Wow. Something that we found and so it blew a hole in the tubing. So he's sitting there and all of a sudden there's a flamethrower like action happening outside of the frame. And he's oh like, my god. Well, he's like he said he's never seen it before. And he's like, oh my god, it was cool, but like, oh, now I have to fix that. So he filled it with brass. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that happen it, so bad. Yeah, <laughs> melting. Yeah. Aluminum out of a steel frame. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I. I just think of the toxicity. I could never do it. But he's you know puts a stand in the driveway and then just sits there and burns it out. So wow. Cool. But uh, again, it's a sort of supportive of like what should you do, Gomez? And it's like everyone every two years should pull every seat post out of all their bikes and lube it with grease and get rid of all the rust we every need two maybe years. like maybe mm. that's like that's going to be it. an aspect of global fat bike day is we just we'll <laughs> just bring like a, a container of lube and just like lube like up your seats buddies. gather around the fill wood the the, <laughs> the tub <laughs> of fill wood and dip your like we could heat up the yeah. the seat posts with the torch and then put them in there oh, oh yeah yeah, we, yeah, we probably should. A lube that. your seat tube I, party. <laughs> lube your seat tube. Lube your yeah. seat tube. Get some. Um, that might be a bring good Bring thy seat tube, tube to the lube. <laughs> the, That's the, a the winter ball. Thing. We might have to bring <laughs> yeah. a bucket of uh, five gallons of Superweb, and that's what everyone does is like secretly goes out and lubes their seat Boom. Oh. <laughs> oh. You I put was, that on the next Batlike.com t shirt, just on I, the back. Lube your seat tube. I put was, it down low. I was hoping you would bring, bring <laughs> something personal to the reindeer games and i think we just found it boom awesome i'm just uh i'm just returning from three days of glorious pacific ocean beach riding the middle day we did 28 miles on the beach Nice. Uh, that sounds great and at low tide a football field of width oh nice so many bits of dead things i ran over in the last three days (laughs) wow dungeonous crab parts Everywhere. It was pretty awesome. You ride by like shipwrecks and stuff? Uh, no. no. No shipwrecks. But, oh yeah! And there was a shark! And there was a, there, there was a boat that was wrecked. <laughs> there was a yeah. shark and a boat? And yeah, a boat? the dude jumped his fat bike over the shark. Jumped the shark? He jumped the shark with his <laughs> oh fat bike. Oh my god. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> and we like gave him the uh, nickname Shark Fox after Ooh. that. Mm. So hashtag Shark Fox. Hashtag was Shark Fox. I, I think like you should have called him Fonz. Fonz. That is a Fonz. He's very mm-hmm. unfonzy, like big tall dude with. What red was the dude in uh, Jaws? What was his name? Queeg. Was it? Yeah, that, that was the captain in oh, the original okay. Jaws. Is that the guy that says we're going to need a bigger boat? Yeah. Uh, that's oh, no. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Yeah. That's the that's the copper chief something. Okay. Good I, I, chief. I, I thought we'd call him that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know the Fonz would. reference, do you? I know Fonz. 
Do you he know the shark? Jumped the shark. And that was the end. Oh, yeah. That was the end of Happy Days. That's why, like, jumping the shark is like, well, that's yeah, where, that's, they where, that's where that phrase came from. From the Fonz jumping the shark on water Should skis be called and Happy Days. Jumping the Snake River Canyon, because that was the end of <laughs> Evil Knievel, too. Right. Stuck in a rocket on the side of the canyon. Wow. I, this is probably not the time to tell me this story. I'll ask you after the podcast, but really? Really? Fonzie jumped the shark? Yes. In happy Days? Yes. Yeah. And it was like. That was the end of the show. The writers all quit and said, fuck this. We're going to go to Mark and Mindy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. that show is a success. I mean, it was. <laughs> yeah, Robin Whoa. Williams all jacked history. up on cocaine. History learned. Well, well so. there's like a generational thing where I'm like, I bet you don't know what that really I is. People, say, uh, people talk about fat bikes jumping the shark, and I, mean, I think I like, had to ask. It's over, you know. It, it's past it, its I knew, yeah. I knew what it meant, but I didn't know and it was weird. Yeah, that is, that is what it's from. Henry Lee Winkler. Henry Lee. <laughs> I can't talk. Henry Winkler. Huh? Henry, Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. He's still alive and kicking. He's supposed Isn't to be a he, wonderful, wonderful guy. There's a there's a statue of him in Milwaukee. Yeah, on the Riverwalk. Yeah, he's got two fans. Yeah, yeah, he's on a Showtime show. Huh? Yeah, he's on Barry. You just said you didn't watch TV. I what don't. My sister watches it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> His daughter has, was in college here when I showed up for college. So. Oh, oh really? awesome! Yeah. Really? Back in the, she yeah. has people that watches TV for her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I have people. You mean you have to do? Um, they watch TV. Send me the clips. <laughs> well, your sister. Yeah. She could be your person. She's one of my people. Yeah. For Did sure. your sister ride bikes? You know, I had a sister. Yeah, I do have a sister. She has a um, a road bike. She's not really not one of bike. our friends. No. But you know what? They live <laughs> They live right by Santos in Florida, and I've ridden out there oh. when I'm there, and I've ridden with my brother-in-law, which is pretty fun. That'd be a good spot to have family. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. chased by, by a pack of feral dogs and kissed me Florida once Sweet. on my bike. Yeah. Alligators and terrified of alligators are you really yeah. they have them they yep. live on a lake and sometimes when my brother-in-law is doing work down there he'll turn around and there'll be an alligator like yep. the birds stop making noise and he's like shit there's a crackhead <laughs> or a meth head or an alligator because no, no. this is florida yeah yeah it's, it's definitely <laughs> old people don't oh, forget the old or people. a senior oh, yeah. citizen worst yeah. no. senior citizen crackhead <laughs> oh my no. so uh Tell us about JP the Funduro thing. Oh, the Funduro yeah, thing. Yeah, because I have, I have questions, and people are asking me about it, and right. I don't know all the deets. <sighs> it's a, it's fun on bikes. That's that's kind of why I, I kind of live in a little fat bike bubble, and I thought, no one is having fun bike stuff. And then I realized probably other people are. But we're joining in on the fun bike stuff where it's not a race, and people that don't necessarily you know there's for every person that races there's nine people mm-hmm. that don't right and the this these are events for those nine out of ten people mm-hmm. uh and also it's it's at a resort in the middle of a state park that is right on the beach so this location is pretty kick-ass and the, the hotel is just fantastic so uh it's november 2nd and 3rd it's free to register Except for, you know, if you want to stay in the hotel, you have to pay for your own hotel room. And you have to pay for your own drinks because we would go broke. Oh, you would. <laughs> own bikers can drink, drink. Yeah, but it's in Illinois. Yeah. There should be less drinkers. It's not like a Wisconsin party. Well, I think all those Wisconsin people are gonna are <laughs> gonna close enough. are gonna climb are gonna climb climb the wall between the states or dig a hole underneath the wall. No, I 
you know, we'll, we'll smuggle all, all the people in over the border. Don't oh, worry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so if you stay the night, there's a special room rate. And if, if you register and you stay the night, you're entered to win uh, an Electra beach cruiser. Ooh. That the boys at, uh, at Zion Cyclery put some finishing touches on and mm-hmm. some put, put some Zion Cyclery flair on there. And if you just register, which is free, you could win a one-night stay. We reserved your room already at the fabulous beach resort. Mm-hmm. We're having beach rides. There's going to be surly demos. There's going to be, so if you, if you register for the hotel, you get a gift bag, a goodie bag with Ooh. stuff. And is there a restaurant at the hotel? There is a restaurant at the hotel. And there's a really kick-ass barbecue place right in Zion, like, mm. that's right by the resort. So there's going to be bike rides. There's going to be a beach ride. There's going to be a gravel ride. Then there's going to be a big party with a DJ. And then, you know, you know who put the poo-poo on the naked crit? Chris, he's like, no, we can't have a naked crit. I said, well, what if we just call it Howling at the Moon? And then we have a naked crit. He's like, okay. But we can't call it a naked crit. So. Mm. You're going to do a naked on Lake Superior in November? It's Lake Michigan. It's Lake oh, Lake Michigan. Michigan, Michigan. Michigan sorry. It's in Illinois. Yeah, it's practically that. like Florida. They had, <laughs> plus, these are these are tough people. We're weird. We're, we're, no. I I look forward to spectating that. F the bears, eh? I don't know if I look forward to spectating it. (laughs) But uh, the Holly at the Moon, I think, is a great, great alternative name. I do, too. I do, too. Thank you you very much. If you don't want to be naked, then you ride it. Right, and you just Holly at the Moon. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to restrict the people who, because I, I said to Chris... You can take the nudist out of Indiana. You can't take the Indiana out of a nudist. Because I'm from Indiana. If you see me naked, that's your fault. Are you a nudist? I have cousins, Estel Glenn and Marshall, married twin (laughs) sisters, and they became nudists. And we we were never allowed to go over there They're twins. Once you've seen one, you've seen them both. (laughs) Right. So I did get a question about the event. Is it going to be clicky? I... People who uh, don't you know, from out of town. So clicky. Yeah, I'm not even going. We're what? Yeah, wow. he's going to Sing Speed USA. Oh, because you'll be somewhere yeah. else. I'll no, be in cause Austin. Because of, of the clicks. <laughs> we'll, actually, we'll actually have people assigned as fat ambassadors to come oh and welcome gosh. people I and introduce it. them into, into other people's clicks. Mm-hmm. And then... It sounds like a cult. Yeah. Take my hand and come with me. Here. <laughs> We have Here's all kinds of ideas. Things. I have this kick-ass idea that <laughs> about chaining people together. Just buy a bunch of little links of chain and a bunch of little padlocks. And then you chain them all together, not couples, but you chain strangers together. And then you take all the keys and you jumble them up and you give everybody a key, but it's not the key to their lock, and they have to walk around and talk to everybody. We're not going to do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that idea? I love that idea. <laughs> that was, just, I, so you have a hotel, people get keys, they got to right, wander around right, and find. Right. The, this just sounds Florida. like, like a, a 70s a movie. It's, it's not that kind of party, man. 
he says oh that today. It's, called, says that it's called lifestyle. There is yeah, naked, yeah. There's naked crits. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. But and it's you're not locked that to a stranger. Kind of right. <laughs> but like I said, we're not going to do that. But, <laughs> but what we are going to have is, is people like when you come and you're staying at the hotel, we'll have people in that. When, when you first walk in, we'll have signage to take you to the front desk. Chris is going to be there in a the paisley velvet tuxedo playing the grand piano in this beautiful glass atrium. And then, you know, someone, one of our fat bastards would be like, hey, you're new to the party. Welcome. And, you know, mm-hmm. my name's... My name's Spinner or whatever their name is, and we'll give them like special names. And oh, neato! Uh, they'll be able to be like, "Here's your goodie bag." Mm-hmm. We're gonna meet down <laughs> in the atrium and have we're gonna have sour beers or you know whatever mm-hmm. we have. I'd be a fat ambassador mm-hmm. for some drink tickets. See, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, That's perfect. The doctor <laughs> is in the house. Listen to the good doctor. Indeed. See, and so all you have to do is register. It's free. It's fun on bikes. There's going to be a party with hors d'oeuvres and a cash bar. Uh, and you could, like, you could sneak your own booze in. This is, like, just like... Yep. Yeah. You could like ju- a prom. If, if you it's wanted pr- to it's do... Almost, if you want, that's, yeah. that's happening, too, but that's later. Yeah, bike prom is the third event that we're not even talking about now. Cause okay. Nope. Nope. I know, I about, know about it. I got some yeah. you know, yeah. preview to it, so... So... Uh-huh. Page page three. So yeah, all you have to do is, is register, more? and you could win a night's stay, which is like we they say it's one hundred and fifteen, but I made my reservation and with taxes and service fees. This is like one hundred and twenty six. One hundred and twenty six dollars. Yeah, value. the taxes in hotel industry is much higher. I know. So and if you register for free and then book a hotel room for one hundred and fifteen bucks, you could win. A seven-speed electric, Electra beach cruiser. Not electric. No, Electra. Electra. Uh, it's a. It's kind of a. Gosh, you're gonna have to specify nowadays. It I is. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Electra might be a funny name. It really is. Soon. It's a weird name for a non-electric I think bike. There, I think there are electric. Electras? There are e-bike Electras, I believe so. Is Electra I, is that I think a QAP so. brand? No, that is a track, track brand. Track. Track bottom. Oh, track. Track. You has something. Like that, but I forget what Civia. it is. Civia. Yeah. Civia, that's what I said. And they do have an e-bike. Or, yes. or at least two years ago they had No, they do. That's what I let go today was the Civia e-bike. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the last thing before we call Leia is I, Global Fat Bike Day is, is happening December 7th, and I'm actually hosting a ride at Camrock that Patty got me tapped into the corp folks. Yeah, I'm so glad you're doing that. They uh, They... Agreed, and I'm working with Chuck Hutchins and Dave over at Camrock, and we're getting all of our permits in line. And uh, I don't know; it's it's you know, it's just a group ride with a barbecue. So all we need is a couple of picnic tables, some mm-hmm. some brats, some you're charcoal. Really, you're taking the races out of bike events, which yeah. is good to see. <laughs> you know what? When I go to races, I just call it a ride. Yeah, that's what everybody does. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to go ride this race now. Racers, I'm like, I'm. What are racers going to do? You're excluding. <laughs> they can Racerism. warm up the. They drink yeah. all the beer before I get there. Uh, That's what they do. Yeah. If they're smart, they would do that. But it's the, good if they're really good racers. They get to turn my entry fee into their giant check. There oh, you there go. You, go. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, 
you want to race, I'd gladly donate to your, to your giant chick for my fat bike fun or whatever kind of bike I'm riding. I'm riding the new Bo Jackson, the Bear Club Bo Jackson, like this road gravel bike that can take 29 by 3 tires drop bar titanium <laughs> in that in in a hibernator in the hibernator 100 so i'm new the hibernator, that's right it's a uh, oh, yeah. metric yep. century yep. on gravel roads and uh, that bike i took it it came out of the box today got put together went out on the gravel ride holy crap oh yeah <laughs> it's gonna be really nice the strava machine i i like set personal bests on on the three segments that I rode today. So very well done. Wow. Who who took over Gomez's brain? Somebody Gomez. He went running with it. There's a chip in my brain. So well, now well, you know what we gotta do? Talk some much yourselves. I'm going to get Leia on the line and let's go you go ahead. Yeah, you can call her. I was okay. gonna ask you one more time. Do you still do the art peddler in here? We we do, yeah. So we did a May one for the art walk, and we'll probably go back to a December one. But I, I don't have an exact date, and we're we, um, you know, it's getting really close. This this year's this sort of schedule this year has shifted a little bit. So okay. I think having an art peddler this December might be a little little tight for us, but it's yeah. it's fantastic. So you know, I'd, I'd like to do it again, but we just haven't you know confirmed a date, and we're we're really late. You know, mm-hmm. heading into October. Why do you do an art show in twelve weeks or yeah. less than eight weeks? Is like that's a little much. So and really quick, the art peddler is just you kind of move stuff around. So the shop is an open art gallery. Yeah. So so the art art peddler was uh, our response to Art Crank uh, kicking out one of our our artists, and so we decided to have our own. And so for ten years now, we've been doing a, a similar idea of art related print art. Uh, we've also done just sheer, um, you know. At, at sculptures and just really had ourselves kind of fun with this whole concept. But this last May we did a uh, art peddler number nine and we just did, there's only four artists presented. And so next, next one we do, we want to kind of get some more of the original guys back and cool. guys and ladies back. And, you know, it's, it's, people love it. They just really enjoy it. But yeah, we rearrange the store so we can really present the artwork on the, the brick wall and, seems to be very successful for us so. yeah i'm looking up there like i just noticed because i have some of that stuff in my house yeah that's like the only artwork that i do have. yeah simply <laughs> it's beautiful and what we do is we're making um you know the idea is the concept of multiple art pieces that are sold at a really reasonable amount of money and we're kind of pushing a little bit of uh, our noses up against the art community who doesn't really like to support that so i love that totem piece that you have in your house that's yeah it's cool. fantastic all right i'm gonna call Leah. Leah. Hi guys! Hello. Hey Leah. We're here. Uh, what is going on? That's the other voice that you hear, other than Spinner and myself, is Jeff Fitzgerald from Revolution Cycles. Hi Leah. Oh yeah. Hi. How are you? Great. Great. Thank you. So uh, the whole uh, premise of this bit is that we're supposed to pretend that you're in a hyperbolic chain chamber for altitude training. So is that why is that is that why I sound funny? Yeah, that's I'm in a hyperbolic chamber. Okay, yeah. that's exactly it. And you're breathing pure nitrogen, or whatever you know, superpower. What, what would give you superpowers, and not and, and not get you in trouble with the with right, the, right, with the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been a, a busy young lady in your hiatus from. From important work like podcasting, uh, I know. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys giving me the break so I can I can get this done over here. 
You, 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 More time on the bike. You came in second place behind the uh, seven-time champ Jenna Reinhardt at the Schwabing and Fat Tire 40. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, pretty excited about that one. I know. That is <laughs> that is really, really an accomplishment. Because you, yeah, you cannot dude. beat Jenna on that course. Is that her home Yeah, course? I mean, it's her home course. She's yeah. raced there, what, 15 years? I mean, she's she's a pro. She's like U23 national champion. Mm. Uh, yeah, she's been at the game for a long time. So just being able to ride with her was pretty exciting for me. And you said that you you hung with her. You had her in sight for 33 of those 40 miles, right? Yeah, actually, we're working together. So they changed the format a little bit. It's a big mass start race. And uh, they allowed for a, an elite slash pro division. Uh, and we left separately from the masses. So mm-hmm. we, we took off at 1 o'clock, uh, which is the reason that I even decided to participate in the race uh, because, you know, I got to support the separate starts for the the women. And uh, so my my hope was that she wouldn't be able to, since we weren't doing a mass start, she wouldn't be able to just hook on to the fastest guys and disappear. I was was hoping that if it was just women, she wasn't going to want to race it alone. She's going to want to at least someone to work with. And what I was hoping for is that someone would be me. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, we actually ended up starting with the pro men and I'm thinking, Oh man, if she's able to hang on one of these guys, I'm toast. Um, so it was, a it was a controlled rollout on the road for a couple miles. And then we hit this section called Rosie's field. Yeah. Yeah, It's, uh, it's some deep grass and it was really wet. It rained really hard for three days. So it, 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 you know, kind of just sucked you in and and took out a lot of energy. So the second we hit that field, um, you know, they, they let the, the mass, they let everybody go and the guys took off. So fortunately they were too fast for even her. And, and I had her, I had her marked from the get go. I mean, wherever she was going to go, I was going to try and try and hang. So I was on her wheel, and uh, we get done with Rosie's field, and we're on uh, this gravel section. So it rained so much that they had to make a couple reroutes, mm-hmm. and it, it, it was, you know, it's kind of like gravel slash ATV jeep trail. So there was a, quite a few water holes that you're trying to avoid. Oh, right. At the bottom of and, all those big parabolic hills, yeah. And a ton, tons of them. So it's kind of like a like a jigsaw puzzle trying to work your way around those. So I'm right on her wheel, and she keeps looking back, not at me, but but past me. And I think what she was doing is, is gauging where the rest of the field was and uh, – you know, who, who she was going to work with. Right. And so I was with her and we were about 30 yards, I'd say in front of the next uh, pack of women already. And she keeps looking back and I'm like, I'm just going to stick. I'm just thrilled that I'm, I'm, I'm on her wheel right now. Cause I, I'm thinking my plan is going to come to fruition. And I, I really didn't know if I could even hang with her at all. I just, I didn't know if I had it in me. Um, 
So sure enough, she turns to me and she says, let's work together. And you, <laughs> if you had seen the permagrin on my face when she said that to me, you, you'd mistake me for the joker. Like, I was like, Wee! you know, I've been chosen. Been, yeah, I'm the chosen one. Um, I mean, and, and so it worked out perfectly because, you know, that race, there's, there's so much time to draft. Uh, there's a lot of like wide open road type gravel sections and you really are not going to want to do that one alone. You're really going to want at least someone to work with or you're going to, you're going to get caught by, by a group. And so we're dodging water pits and we're working together, taking turns pulling and we ended up catching uh, a guy. So the three of us, we're working together and he was, you know, he's, he was faster and stronger than us, but he didn't want to go it alone is why I think he kind of waited for us in uh-huh. the first place. So what he would do is he would pull us on the long straightaways. And then, uh, when we were cutting into more of like, like the grassy or, uh, the, the trails that were inside the woods more, you know, tighter, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jenna would pull ahead and I would follow her and it was sweet following her lines because she's also a very good technical rider. And the course was really, really tough because all of these people that had gone before us, it's not like they pressed the course down. So it was nicer. It was worse because there was all these ruts and it just reminded me of riding ruts on my fat bike in the snow. Yeah. So we were carving uh, through that, and then I was on my hardtail, and so when we'd hit kind of a hill, that's where I would take the lead for a little bit, and we'd keep going. So we did that for about, yeah, about 33, 34 miles. Uh, when it, what ended up happening is when we turned on to the actual Berkey trails, the last seven miles, uh, what I didn't realize, like I haven't ridden this course. I, I raced it way back in 2013. So I, I didn't get a chance to really, I didn't know much about it at all. And um, throughout the race, there were times where we, you know, let's say we were going up an extended climb. Well, there was always a descent afterwards or a nice straightaway. So you're able to, to, to recover. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy decides uh, he's going to, he's going to go now. It's like go time. And I, I didn't realize how hard he was going to go. So I, I tried to stick with him and he had a, he had a little bit of gap and I was trying to close it. So I put in a massive effort effort to get on this guy's wheel. And I was like so close, but I, I didn't, I didn't make it. And what ended up happening is I burnt way too much and I couldn't recover because once you, hit this section, it, it's like the hill just keeps going up and up and up and up and up and right. up. The big so bur- I didn't have a big Bertha, that, yeah. that section of the trail. Yeah. It's not fire tower? Yeah. No, uh, no fire tower was earlier. This oh, is okay, after fire tower. Um, but it's yeah. Back, back and, into the big Berkey hills. Okay. Yeah, back in the Berkey hills. So I didn't have a chance to to recover from that effort. And, and Jenna, you know, she just rolled away. There's nothing I could do. So I was alone the last, you know, six miles uh, of the race. And 
you know, that's when the cramps are starting to come in, you know, and you're on your own. You're like, oh, this sucks. But, like, hold second place. Like, don't let anyone catch you. Uh, so, yeah, I held it and rolled in at a nice second to the reigning champ. Um, yeah. Cool. And then you won that the 50-mile Margie, dude. That was last weekend, right? Yeah, this was this past weekend. I'm still recovering from it. It, was a, it took me seven hours and 20 minutes. And that is the toughest course ever. I saw you. I saw a picture of you today on Facebook where I wanted to smiling in the middle I, of it. I wanted to post hashtag sassy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that is a good. You gotta have fun with it. I mean, when you know <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hurt for a really long time, you might as well just have some fun with it. It. it the fortunate thing about the Margie Gessick, which is uh, up in you know that Marquette Ishpem, Ishpeming. Uh, area up in the UP is oh man what a perfect day we had it was like 75 and sunny with a nice breeze the course was immaculate I mean I was having a blast for about six hours of that race those trails are phenomenal and then and then the last hour and a half I wanted to die (laughs) you know it's like get me out of here I'm never doing this again. This is crazy. These people are insane. Um, yeah, it's uh, a lo- quite a bit of climbing, and it's all very technical. So there's not very much time for any relief. It's just, it's just, it's a grind. And, and then, yeah, when you finished, there was nobody there, dude. I saw, I saw the video no. of you finishing, like. Yeah, I beat all the spectators. I mean, think about it. If I finish at seven twenty, you got people finishing in sixteen hours. Oh, that's true. They're you know all the spectators. They're still on course. All right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I did good. I mean, I ended up eighth overall, men. Wow. Yeah, there's about two fifty, I think. Awesome. Yeah, in the fifty mile. Two fifty. Yeah, in the fifty miler. Cool. Yeah. So when do you go to uh, Bentonville to face the the pro field in the Epic Series? The real pros, yeah. That is Sunday, October 13th, and it's the Oz Trails Off-Road. Uh-huh. And it's part of the Epic Series. Uh, this is a series where there's big pro payouts, so it brings in uh, some big names. And this one is even bigger. They're paying out like 60000 in in prizes, so the first male and female each win $10,000 Yikes! and, and, and a, it goes down from there in a big check. So, right. Big old, big old check. Yeah. She got a giant check. At also, she got a giant check at work. I saw the other day too. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not too shabby at the old office either. That's going pretty well. Still, still got a you just wallpaper you know. your house with giant checks. <laughs> Those biking checks aren't, aren't paying for much. You know, work still needs to cover the majority of it. <laughs> well. But yeah, the roster for that. Uh, I mean, you're looking at previous world champions like Kate Courtney and Catherine Pendrell. You've got Olympians like Chloe Woodruff and Katarina Nash, um, and then you've got national champions like Aaron Hawk and Rose Grant. So these are some of the best chicks in the world, which is a big reason why I switched from doing the Margie 100 to the Margie 50 because I didn't want to – I you know, I, I need to 
stay strong and be able to train up until it. I mean, I'm going to get smoked. I'm going to get killed, but I still want to treat it like oh, an A race know, and, and do the best that I can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, especially since it's finally on Midwestern turf. I think you need a sports psychologist or something to, to may have you need you need more positive visualization. <laughs> Instead of saying I'm gonna get smoked, you know, know. it's something's different. I've never I'm gonna, so happy to get second before. This is weird. <laughs> pretty, well you, you, I that <laughs> Jenna's, she, 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 she was like, speechless. I what I just said. What did I just think? <laughs> there, I, I call them real deal pros, right? Like I'm like this wannabe from Midwest that started biking when I was 34. Right, I'm 40 years old. I have a full time job, you, you know. And then, and then there's you know, those, the, so okay, I have some natural ability, and I'm willing to work hard. But then there's the real deal pros. And that's someone like Jenna and these other women where this is this is what they do and they've been doing it for a really long time and they're amazing. So even being able to be on the starting list with these women is like sweet. If you want to get a picture with your hero, why don't you just go race them? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> nice. I'm definitely going to be that annoying girl at the start line with my phone. <laughs> Getting selfies. All right, well, you probably need to change the uh, nitrogen tank in your hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> uh, yeah. So oxygen, yeah. I'm just going to turn it over to uh, Spinner because he said that he wanted he had like a special, uh, special some sort of uh, good good luck message for you at the. Uh oh. I don't remember this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's because it never happened. Yeah, you're, you're just, just supposed to improvise. <laughs> well, I just I guess, made that up. Are you, I just put you on the so spot. are you trying to say good luck? I, yes, I do want to say good luck, but I, are you planning to take on that off-road series? Because didn't you do Grand Junction this year? Yeah, I mean, I might I might do a couple more of those next year. I was also looking at some of the, natu- uh, the National Ultra Endurance races. There's a series for that, too. So they have the epic series within there where you know it's usually like 100 milers but then they also have the 50 to 60 marathon style version so i did that the big frog that i won was 65 miles the margie is also in the nue uh, so you could do the marathon series or the epic and so i might do a couple more of those i really like that that 50 mile mark like i'm good on the bike for four to six hours anything more than that forget it mm. All right. Cool. Well, good luck. I'm going to start and, taking uh, bets on when she wins the epic series. We'll, we'll have to see when. <laughs> you never know. Every yeah. time I think something's impossible, uh, somehow it, ha- it happens. 2021. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. That, you're we'll calling it 2021. I'll say 2021. 42. You're going to do it. Yeah. 42. I know. 42. It's, it's like, the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. Hey, boss, <laughs> nah. can I just take off two years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, well it's good chat with you guys. I miss you. you. Hopefully, we'll be uh, back together. Maybe uh, I'm hoping November. November, November. I, I, the 150th yeah. show. Hoo-wee. I got I got five weeks left to go, and then I'm I'm off for a little bit, so I'll be all right. Ready to chit chat a little bit more. Well, we'll we'll podcast you right into winter cycling season or something. <laughs> Podcast training. We could put, I'm already excited. We could maybe like put some sort of trainer in place. 
So she can ride while she talks? Yeah. Yeah. We can, like, plug, yeah. plug so into I'm, your well, nostrils. I'm training, like, people can text me questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I'll work on that. Live feed. <laughs> there you go. YouTube live. I like it. This has been the Dose of Fed podcast. We're sponsored by no one, and uh, we're brought to you by Fed Pike Radio. Tune into the Burning Bike podcast where uh, people will scream at, at one another. <laughs> and Next one will be nicer. Talk, <laughs> talk about e-bikes. Yeah. Come see Jeff. Bring your e-bike or your unicycle or your cargo <laughs> bike. or uh, Just come pet the cats. Say hi. Come pet the cats. They love. That's it. Laters. Thank you. Check us out on Instagram us at fastbike.com. 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 Fastb